0: Hello, this is Lawrence R. Harvey and you're listening to WithoutYourhead.com. Although how you're listening to WithoutYourhead.com without your head, I I I simply don't know.
1: Into the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neal, and I'm joined by Ashlyn Yenny. Hi, guys. Hello. And director Peter Daskaloff of Antidote. Hello. Hello. Antidote, and it comes out uh, May 11th on On Demand and DVD. So for people not aware yet, could uh, either of you explain, not into too much detail, what Antidote is about? Ashlyn
0: no peter <laughs> peter wants me to explain the movie um i think peter you should explain it first from the writer director standpoint because you wrote it and directed it peter right. created this whole film and it's it's it's, it's trippy i'll i'll put that in i right agree now. we'll get into did, it yeah i, relo- yeah, I watched yeah. it
1: last night i liked it a lot
0: yeah it's a very trippy um very original concept uh it has a lot of twists and turns in it and you know it, I mean, one interviewer was like, well, it's a medical horror torture, you know, horror film. And I was like, yeah, it is. But yeah, it's on, actually one level. One, yeah. on one level, I was like, but it's actually a lot more psychological. And, you know, at the base level of it, it's, you know, these people who have really se- seedy pasts and have done some really horrible things. And it's about redemption. And it's really. This really int- like what would you do for redemption what it, it's just it's so Peter go ahead you well,
2: it. they're not really evil people it is just that every i mean a lot of people uh have something in their life something happened uh and maybe they're all together they they're good people but at some point they just took the wrong turn and uh then eventually when they found themselves in a in a strange a situation, they're wondering, like, why am I here? I mean, maybe, maybe because I did something, uh, but they don't really want to uh, admit it, even for themselves. So basically, this this facility uh, facilitates uh, them people realizing what they have done and uh, what the consequences are. It's a uh, it's a moral. Tell morality. Tell basically, uh, but it is very hard to get into this without uh, spoiling it because everything yeah. is about the ending. So mm-hmm. uh, for right now, I would just settle for you know a medical terror. Um, I love it. Sure,
0: <laughs> uh, it is. It is. It's. A, it's one of the. It's. It's definitely a hard, um, especially when I read the first draft. You know, when I read the film, the script when I first got it the ending is so it's just got that huge twist in it and so it's really hard to sometimes talk about it without because you don't want to say too much you know because you you want people to discover like how I discovered it you know and how you did you know when you watched it the first time
1: yeah I was saying the show it's kind of hard to do but if you could go into a movie not knowing anything it really is uh, the best experience that's why I I like going to festivals because a lot of you won't know anything about them and you'll go in and just watch a bunch of movies, but it's, it's hard to do, you know, you have to explain a little bit of a movie to uh, get people in, but does that make that hard to make a trailer and even make like uh, when you're promoting the movie, not to give too much away?
0: I think it makes it hard not to talk about certain things for sure. You know, Um, but there's definitely like tons of things you can talk about in the movie that are in the trailer, which don't give away too much um so they did a brilliant job doing cutting that trailer together because you you definitely get a sense of like what's going on you know it's like it's really because it moves very quickly it's very fast and there's tons of different shots and you're like wait they're in the facility but then they're in a church but then she's outside but then they're in the facility again and it's just back and forth so it's like you're wondering why is she there why are those people there why are they getting hurt just a bunch of why questions which makes people want to watch a movie so
1: yeah it cool. keeps you engaged you are wondering you know where is this going and there, there's yeah. no one twist there's a few twists
0: yeah
2: well we have plenty of plot uh, actually because of uh, the whole uh, plot without the uh, morality tell it the ending is actually a red herring to put it this way so and it is uh, very intentionally done this way so uh, basically the when the ending comes, it, it gives you a lot of food for thought.
1: Uh, did you know each other before the movie?
2: No. No.
0: No. Um... I knew
2: Ashley's work. I knew Ashley's work because mm-hmm. I was considering her for the lead role. But uh, then eventually, I had uh, initially, I cast another actress, which was a uh, much bigger name. So to say, and, you know, in this industry, name is uh, quite important. But anyway, the other actress cancelled in the last moment, so I just grabbed Ashley.
0: Yes, it was um it was kind of a whirlwind experience for me. Um, I didn't have a ton of time before I started filming. I Peter reminded me just on the last interview; it was like three days before they started principal photography. So, um, I had worked with the. Director of photography, Lucas Potassi. I had worked with him earlier in the year. And he was set to do this movie with Peter. And um, they lost their lead actress. And so I think Lucas had mentioned my name to Peter. And Peter was like, Oh, you know her? And then Lucas sends me this Instagram message, late September, saying, What's your month of October look like? And I was like, I'm I'm around. Like I'm an actor, of course. I'm I'm a bit, what's up? He sends me the script, doesn't tell me anything about it. So I just read the script and then I email him back and I'm like, Whoa, this is like, this is a great show piece for whoever plays Sharon. And then I was also like, I didn't know what he was having me look at. Cause there's also the role of Cassandra. And I was just like, okay, cool. And then he goes, okay, cool. So you're in. And I was like, wait, what? And then he goes, I'll, I'll send you the, um I'll tell the director and you guys will can chat tomorrow. And I was like, okay. I was just like, what, hold on. What? And then I talked to Peter the next day and another producer, Alexi. And I, I, I guess it was three days before we started filming, but they, I had this phone conversation with Peter hadn't met him. He obviously, like he said, he knew my work before and, uh, they hired me. And then I started and went on this roller coaster ride of making this movie because it was, It was one of the most intense movies I've ever made, but it was also one of the most fun. I mean, it was just like long days, but when you're doing something that you love, we all everybody on set, like the crew, the cat, like there wasn't one bad apple in the bunch. We all, and we're all still friends. That's what's really, really fantastic. Like I became really great friends with Peter because of this movie. And so I'm super grateful that I got to. Be in the be cast because the other girl didn't yeah. want to do it. So,
1: oh. yeah. Well, uh, Peter, you said you had her, uh, Ashlyn, in mind. What was it about Ashlyn you thought was right for the role?
2: Uh, well, uh, I, I had. Uh, first of all, I liked her presence, her, her screen presence, and also uh, the body of work she has done seemed kind of good uh, enough uh, for me. To consider her for the role, but uh, of course, uh, one of the biggest issues in the beginning, especially with other people involved in the in pre-production, was uh, you know how big of a name the actress should be, and you always you're always looking for the for the biggest name for for your for your money, the Mm -hmm. biggest bang for your buck, and this is how the other actress appeared to be, but then she canceled, and then I just returned to Ashley, but. I seriously considered her for the role, for like probably two, three months before that, and I watched all her all her movies that she has done. So I was very confident she was good; she was gonna be good for this. Uh, and uh, and it was actually I, I'm very, actually grateful that the other actors cancelled, because everything turn, everything turned out so well, you know. And uh, the production was really challenging because basically uh, we're we. We made just one hallway in this uh, one warehouse, and we had to sh- to be so creative to shoot it in so many different ways that it looks like it was a huge facility with thousands of hallways, and it was actually one hallway with two, two or three rooms. We had to make it look like something huge, underground, uh, underground medical facility. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, well, this is one of these movie things, you know.
1: Yeah. It, totally it was really I, cool I, was, I actually had some of that in my notes about like where you filmed, and you know if it, if you did do some tricks to make it seem like a bigger place so well,
0: yeah, we, he did a lot of tricks, yeah. he built the thing from the ground up, so when I because I mean I just jumped on board, and I remember Lucas sending me video of like he Peter rented this huge warehouse in downtown Los Angeles and built the facility from the ground up. And then they tore it down right after you we were finished. So it's custom built and it's this long hallway with these doors. And then behind each door on the right-hand side were rooms that were the different character rooms, like Cassandra's room, the operation room. And then, you know, they trick them out to be other people's rooms as well. And then on the other side was another row of doors. And then behind that, it was essentially our backstage. It's where make hair and makeup was. It was where, you know, you kept film equipment and, you know, that's where the editor Vaughn sat and was editing away while we were filming. And the makeup. <laughs> and yeah, the make-up, makeup trailer. So we were all just like right there, but it was so, you know, I I mean, we were we filmed a lot in that hallway. So there were moments where we were like, what is supposed to be at the end of the hallway? What hallway number are we in? Like, because you know, there's so many intricacies to that. And you know. You had to. What numbers are on the doors? Because those were interchangeable, so it was a lot. Of our um, department had a very big job in resetting the hallway many, many times. And Neil, you'll get it, but there's a uh, there's a teaser that will send you. That is of the hallway. It's a hallway segment. Oh, you saw it? Yeah, in yeah. the movie. Yeah, and it's so cool because yeah. I showed that to my husband the other night, and he was like. Wait, how did you guys do that? And I was like, "Magic of filmmaking," because <laughs> I was like that. We just kept walking down the same thing, you know. Yeah. So it was really, it was really, really cool. Yeah.
2: Um. So yeah, I was- a, yeah, I have a a friend who is a doctor, so he's also hoarding medical stuff. So he <laughs> gave us a gurney, an old gurney, an old operating table. We had a vintage dental chair, you know, all these things. So we had to move them around. It really looks cool. There was one door that we had to replace. I mean, we actually the door frame, we had to put five different doors into this door frame to make different exits from this place. Yeah. These are different exits. You know. So yeah, it was it was interesting actually. We lived on this set for a month. Yeah. Essentially, 12 hours every day. For, for a
0: month. <laughs> and by the end of it, we were like, we're done with the hallway. No. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, I mean, all of us were getting cuckoo at one point. Cause you know, you're just, you feel like you're in an insane asylum, but which I like that type of atmosphere. Well, on set. For the, yeah. yeah. It definitely helps the actor for sure. It definitely helps. Like, but I, I can see the crew being like, get me out of here, you know? And, um, but it was really, really cool too. And it's also just really cool because I've I've had a couple people ask me, they're like, where did you guys film that? Where is that filmed? And I'm like, you'll never see it again. It's <laughs> custom. Like there's nothing else like it. I've, it's a custom built set. Like there's, it's not on some backlot stage. It's not like you've seen it before. It's so unique and it's the design of Peter. So it's really cool.
1: No, uh, Peter, did you know uh, <clears throat> did you know that you had a friend who had this medical equipment uh, before you wrote the story? Is that like part of the reason why well, I,
2: I didn't actually when uh, we were just talking over over uh, some years and uh, you know we were having a little part so I mentioned to him that I'm doing this uh, this uh, horror uh, kind of medical horror kind of uh, movie. I'm actually planning to do it at the time. And I asked him if he knows where I can get some stuff, like medical stuff. And he says, well, from my garage. You know, and <laughs> <laughs> I went to his so garage. Funny. It was like, a, a, you know, I mean, it was a treasure trove. You know, so I got most of the, the equipment for the movie from, from my friend's garage. <laughs> yeah, he was storing it there, I mean, and... Uh, now he's storing it into my garage, so it's always yeah. my- <laughs> like.
0: Oh my it's Like now, I still have it.
2: <laughs> well, the garage has a very, very—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's a very key element in American culture, I guess. You know, the garage. Yeah,
0: to store things in your garage. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So,
1: Ashlyn, you, you said you had three days. You know, uh, when you get the script and when you're going to film the movie. So. What's that like those three days to cause you're in almost every scene, you're the you know lead of the movie to to even just memorize all the, the lines.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I it was funny. I didn't I didn't remember that it was only three days. I I was like, oh, I had like a you know, I think I had like a week or something, you know. But no, I it was it was very, very fast. Um
2: It was fast. I I remember very well. We had to start to film on Monday. Yeah. And- other actors got, uh, canceled on Thursday before the before that
0: yeah and I think so, I met you I met so you on Saturday
2: you on Saturday and we started shooting on Monday
0: we started shooting on Monday yeah so um, the first thing I had to do was because you know I'm married now and I have a daughter and at the time she was almost a year old so I had to tell Michael my husband I was like hey Lucas just uh, hooked me up with this amazing script. And I was like, you don't have time to read it or look at it. But I'm so excited. I'm gonna be gone for a month. <laughs> like I had to just tell him like 12 uh-huh. hour days, mama's gonna be gone. And this was the first project um I had done like real project that I had done after giving birth. So I was Super. I think, honestly, I was just so amped to dive into something of this size Um, because, you know, after I gave birth to Vivian, I went and I I started doing commercials again. And then I did a TV movie, but those are so quick, you know, and um, so I was so excited to just dive right in. So I just took it. Basically, I just took the script and I sectioned it off into weeks that we were filming and I only focused on that week. And that was it. And then I would focus on the next week. So I didn't even look at the stuff with Helen Bach because I knew I had weeks to look at that. Right. And that's honestly how I, you know, could chip away at it because it is a lot. I am in almost every single scene and, you know, I wanted to make sure I had a really good through line with her and she has so many, you know, cause we were filming, flashbacks and then we were going back into you know she's running in the she was running in the woods like one of the first things I filmed was running in the woods when I escaped
2: mm-hmm.
0: and <laughs> like I hadn't seen the facility yet I hadn't experienced any of that so having to you know and then also we had so many things where it was like does she wear her hat does she not wear the hat does she you know it's like all the where is she at the in this place because we filmed so far out of sequence so um it was definitely challenging, but if I wouldn't have had just you know Peter and Lucas right there beside me, you know, just basically like your your biggest cheerleaders or your director and your DP just really guiding you on where you're navigating to go because they know the script so well, it's just like, and also I have a kind of crazy good memory, so I didn't have trouble with that part of it. I, I kind of memorized the entire movie (laughs) so that I was really prepared on exactly where she was like at any moment. So, yeah.
2: Actually really good script supervisor.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I became script supervisor for a part of like a little bit of it where I was like, no, 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 that's not right. They weren't holding that. Like (laughs) I, I'm a little, I'm, I, I just, I, I'm a little crazy when it comes to continuity. Um, which is a good and a bad thing. Some people can find it super annoying because I'll be like, You weren't holding your cup like that. I never try to correct another actor, but if it's something blaringly obvious, I'm like, don't do that. Like it's just not gonna match. And also I have wound up on the cutting room floor in one of my first projects, it was a commercial, because my continuity was off. And so I'm like, oh, never again. Right, right, Never again. Yeah. Yeah. Giving you so, a complex. Yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, how about uh, Louis Mandelaar? Uh, how did he get involved? And he's perfect as a doctor. What was he like to work with?
2: Oh, he was very good. Uh, he, actually, uh, Alexia, our other producer, hooked us up uh, because uh, he happens to be of Greek descent, Louis. Um, and Alexia, our other producer, is uh, from uh, Cyprus, which is also a Greek uh, community there. So they, uh, some I don't know exactly how Alexi got hooked up with Luis, but uh, he was looking. He was actually my casting director uh, in the beginning. So somehow he found him. I don't know exactly how, but they clicked. And uh, then uh, he was introduced to me, and uh, you know I liked the guy a lot, uh, and he, he was he was excellent to work with. He's very professional, and um, I kind of also. I, I felt lucky that I found him and Ashlyn, uh, you know, uh, for this project because, uh, I mean, as you know, cast is everything. So uh, I I got very lucky in this department. Yeah, uh, Luis, uh, actually, I am from Bulgaria and uh, he married a Bulgarian girl, and he's gone mo- almost, most of the time he's in Bulgaria now, right, from what I know. yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, we we had a lot of common things, folk, and uh, and he was very professional and brilliant actor, I would say, too.
0: Yeah, I thought it was really, I mean, for me, it was just so, it's so wonderful when you get to work with an actor who's as seasoned as Lewis is, you know, he's been around for so long, and most people know him from, you know, my Big Fat Greek Wedding, where he's super funny, and he's got this, like, jet black hair, and you know, and he is always speaks with his, you know, Brooklyn dialect, which he's actually Australian. (laughs) And so it's really cool that he, you know, got to portray Dr. Hellenbach. And I just loved his approach to the character. And he was just, he's one of the most giving actors. Like he's just, he's like, what do you want to do? Let's do it. Okay. How do you want to, you know, he wants to rehearse between scenes. and He was just a dream to work with. So I really, I really did love working with him. And I think he, I think he plays a villain very, very well. I think he does a very, very good job. Um, so I, I could see more work coming to him because of this movie, because he hasn't really been in a role like this before. Mm-hmm. And to have that creepy, stoic, you know, thing presence without saying anything, not a lot of actors can do that. And he, he can it's now in his wheelhouse and so it's really it's it's really cool I'm i'm excited to see where it takes him
1: yeah i thought he's great in the movie plays he very calm uh, pretty much every scene which yeah. adds to the creepiness
0: yeah right it's like yeah. when when people when it's like man versus man and the the you know the person is being very calm when they're doing horrible things it's just it's like odd <laughs> you know, like right. what is wrong he's with trying them to, he's trying know? to
1: comfort you while at the same time you know all these terrible things are happening
0: yeah yeah so um i i think he was he's really really great the entire cast is phenomenal i mean like i said before there's like not one bad apple in the bunch like every single one of them is just a wonderful actor who came to set which also helped me a lot because you know again i didn't i didn't get a table read i didn't get you know weeks to you know hey let's facetime and chat or like Let's go get a coffee, uh, Yorgos, and like chat because you're playing my husband. I didn't get any of that time. Mm -hmm. So having a cast that was so open and just fully prepared when they came in to do their part was just a dream for me. It was just, it was so great. And we all truly became friends and we're still friends, you know, and which doesn't happen often in movies. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So uh, on the medical part of the movie, um, I think everyone can, everyone has can relate to the fear of uh, if you are get an operation, even if it's something not you know life threatening, the idea of like you're going under, you know what's going to happen when you wake up. So uh, that right there, I think it's you know, people can relate to that and get uh, creeped out by that. Because myself, this month is five years ago, I got very sick and I had emergency surgery and had 14 inches of my colon removed. So oh similar. Then from there, I got much healthier. That's what inspired me to get healthier and everything. But uh, but just the idea of wake because I woke up and I had a colostomy bag, which I didn't know I was gonna have, and so it was a very which well, I, I shouldn't go on with this. But luckily, I I got healthier and I could reverse everything. But the uh, I think just the idea of going under is, is scary to begin with, and then you know to add horror elements to it makes it you know takes it to a whole another level.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. I agree with you. I, one of my biggest fears is going in for surgery and I've had a few surgeries. Um, Little fun fact. That's my real appendix scar Oh, really? in the movie. That's not fake. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's my real appendix yeah. scar, which I had removed when I was nine. So that was also a little weird correlation between like me playing her. Right. when We went to go film that where I lift up and you see that scar. I remember Lucas was like, that's not real. And I was like, Lucas, this is my real scar. And he was like, no, Maury did that, who was our special effects. And I was like, Maury, come here. Did you put this on me? And she's like, no, that's her real scar. And I was like, it's real, guys. So it was like super fun. Yeah, but, um, yeah I was like, I'm still method, guys. I've been preparing for this since I was nine. Right,
2: right.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, I would agree with you. One of the scariest things I think when you go under, for me, is the anesthesia working. I always get a little trick. I'm like, oh my God, right. please work. And actually put me fully under because I've heard those horror stories of people being put under, but they can still feel and hear everything. Mm -hmm. But their body is like in a comatose state. So that to me would be just, I, I don't know if I could live through that. Honestly, that would be so terrifying waking up, knowing like you went through surgery and you felt everything. So, yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to The just the opening part of like going under and waking up somewhere else. Ah, that's already just so creepy right there. So Peter, bravo for writing that (laughs) that very creepy beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, which yeah,
1: quick, what you said there is a big part of the movie is the idea you don't have to get too dark here, but the idea that uh, being in constant pain is is worse than the idea of just dying, and that's you know part of the movie.
0: Yeah, hundred percent.
1: So uh did you have a uh, Peter did you, did you have any experience with a surgery anything like that inspired the story?
2: Uh well I have uh, yeah experience with surgeries but they didn't inspire the story. The story was uh, it just uh, one morning I woke up and uh I was just checking my emails and uh, I'm looking at this uh uh, there was somebody, one of these screenplay competitions online. They were offering thousand dollar reward for a horror script, and I haven't had at the time. At the time, I didn't have anything better to do, so I sat down and wrote a horror script. And while I was writing it, and uh, I I was thinking like how to make it original, and so so decided to make it like a medical. Thing. and then uh, I was thinking okay but how this thing would make sense and uh, then I came up with this really cool idea to make it a morality tale which is uh, taking place in a medical facility mm-hmm. it was very rational it was nothing in my life really uh, was inspired yeah. me for this it just pure fantasy mm-hmm. yeah but
1: yeah I, I like uh When it becomes a morality tale, uh, it's almost like a Twilight Zone episode. You know, the movie kind of shifts from being a horror to, in a way, kind of science fiction. Because you start, you know, it's a... I don't know, but I I like all that. When when you were reading the script, Ashlyn, uh, when you get to that point and the movie really changes, what did you think?
0: Oh, I I, I actually had to, like, flip back. Because I was like, am I reading that correctly? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I was like, wait, what? Because I was like... I didn't see that coming, you know, when I was, because again, you know, Lucas had sent me the script and it was, that was it. I didn't know the title. I didn't know anything. I didn't know the plot, nothing. So I'm just reading it. And as I'm going through and I'm like, and I'm like, wait, wait, what? Hold on a second. And then I start going back and start adding up all of like the little tiny details that are weaved in that, you know, Peter put in the dialogue where it starts all making sense and it starts all adding up. And I'm like, no way. And so I was, I thought it was just such a cool, like flip. Like I was like, this is so cool. Love it. Just so down to, yeah, it was, it was, it was original to me. And it was, um, which is, you know, you watch tons of horror. Like sometimes it's hard to, to create something super yeah. original that like you haven't seen before kind of falls in the same lines. And so, yeah. Even though it is a medical terror, which is cool, you know, it's not, it's not human centipede medically accurate, <laughs> not at right, all. Right. You know, like whatever. But it, it was. It has all these like just really, just cool twists in it. But when you get to that final twist, it, it's, it's, it's like a big payoff. I feel like
1: mm-hmm. I was just saying like, say, uh, do you have a fear of doctors after Human Centipede <laughs> and, and doing an antidote?
0: No, (laughs) no, but I mean, I like, I will tell you, I think the scariest thing to me is man versus man. You know, like I, I don't know. I don't really get scared of like paranormal stuff, Mm -hmm. things like that, but I'm terrified. I think I have a little bit of stranger danger, but I'm terrified of what another man can do to another human being. It's unbelievably terrifying. It's just like, I, Michael makes, my husband makes fun of me because I don't, watch like a ton of horror movies i get super scared but like i will watch a murder documentary like all day long about like some guy like cutting up bodies and keeping them in his basement i'm like what makes him do that you know and i'm just like glued to the screen and he's like but you won't watch a horror movie i was like i know i know you know so yeah
1: Yeah. that is weird you think uh, that's like real life horror
2: movie
0: i know i know i know i know yeah Uh
2: we have to change so many titles. I mean, the the initial title when I wrote the script was Bloodstained. Yeah. Then uh, the working title while we were filming was The Facility. Then at some point it was changed to Panacea. Then it was changed by the distributor to The Cure All. And then Ashley's husband came up with the... Your title, uh, Antidote.
0: <laughs> Antidote. Yeah, it was super interesting. Like it went through so many different, you know, because I think the working title, the facility, it was just, it worked. It was, you know, it's a good title, but there's just, there was so many films out there with that title mm-hmm. that it was like, ah, eh, I think we could do better. And then our sound guy came up with Panacea, which we all loved, but I've done a couple of movies where if it's not a word that's, Used yeah. often, yeah they always change it
2: yeah the distributor didn't like when
0: this year didn't like it and then they, they were like the cure all
2: no. <laughs>
0: and I was like no and I was like that's not good no 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 and I remember I was just like over coffee with Michael I was like, oh, we need to come up with a different name it's so hard I was like <laughs> and again he had he's only seen like um snippets of stuff that I've shown him like BTS like he doesn't really know the full grasp of like what happens in the movie so he he's excited to see the full thing because he's like I have no idea what you did like I just have seen like me on set being like hey look what I'm doing today I'm getting hung you know or whatever (laughs) and uh and so then he was like I think honestly he had read an article about COVID vaccines and it had the word antidote in it and I think he said something he was like what about antidote Like, that's just, it's an A. It's like.
1: I was thinking that, too, uh, just from other people. If you have an A, they say it's better because it's up. Yeah. Yeah,
0: they do. It's it's up at the top and all these things. And he was like, what about Antidote? And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh. And then I texted to Peter and Peter was like, yeah. And then the distributor was like, yeah. So, I mean, it it was, it was, it was. the title from someone who knows nothing
1: about the movie. <laughs> so. well, sometimes, I, sometimes I think you need to take a step back. and Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, we were really desperate to get a good title because, you know, for the independent movies with no big stars in it, the title is, uh, is quite important. Yeah. And uh, I was actually at some point so desperate that I put an ad in Craigslist, you know, that I would pay $60 to somebody who comes up with a great title. Oh, really? <laughs> and I had about like 200 people submitting titles and none of them was good. <laughs> so, yeah. so this is to show you how hard it is to come up with a good title.
0: It really is. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah.
2: Whenever that comes up, if I'm at
1: a festival about the A thing, I always suggest they just call the movie Ardvar because you have double A. Oh, <laughs> Ardvar. Oh,
0: yeah. I love it. Just yeah. call it that. Arbitra- yeah. It doesn't just, work. Just
1: it- you know, when I'm want <laughs> I love it. someone out there could make a movie about a killer aardvark
0: mm. yeah they could hey yay you put it out there somebody will make it you know okay.
1: do you remember any of the titles that were bad that people sent in from craigslist
2: oh well they were uh you know what it, this is an interesting uh, idea i may i should probably put them together and i can email them to you all if right you want. yeah i'd be <laughs> interested i think yeah, there were some some actually some really cool uh but uh, like but TV, the TV TV TV. titles, uh, which were not good for the film, but they were good titles. No. Yeah. You know, uh, some very interesting ones. Actually, you know what? This is a good thing. I'm going to send me your an email and I'll email you back the some of the coolest titles. All right.
1: I good. love
0: it. Yeah.
1: I'll give it right. to you after. Well, I give it to you now, but I'll give it to you after. So, <laughs> but if anybody else wants email, it's without your head at gmail.com. It's very easy to remember. Yeah there's a lot of cringy um, shots in the movie uh, so who who did the effects
2: oh it was uh, Chris um, a guy who was referred to me by another friend a filmmaker uh, it is his company is called not my monkey media media uh, so he did basically we have one whole scene uh, which is uh, v- visual effects, which was shot on green screen, and I have, I can also send you a link to to uh, compilation which I did, which is uh, like the green screen shots are right uh, on the same screen with the uh, final shot. So yeah, it's a
0: split link. screen. Oh, okay. Yeah, I- it's split screen of it's really cool of the of what we shot or no what was actually in the movie and then what we shot yeah. so you can see like how it's just it's it's trippy for me to watch it because it's like what we shot on the green screen versus what was actually completed and made mm-hmm. it's really cool so yeah, yeah.
1: Had, you, had you uh ashlyn uh worked with green screen uh green screen often
0: no that was only my second time working with the green screen um and my first time was on a commercial so it was like so different because that's more like make sure her hair is not fuzzy, you know, like <laughs> type thing. Like make sure she's, you know, whatever. This was super trippy to film because, again, we filmed that green screen stuff before we filmed the facility in the, in the warehouse. So again, we're filming the end of the movie first, which is just a challenge in itself on any movie but now doing a green screen and also really trying to get into the mindset of peter's head on what he envisions this lava chasm to look I, like
2: I the storyboard but we also yeah. had a, a supervisor that they canceled a few of the shots so it was challenging too it was
0: super challenging and also just like what Peter envisioned also what they're going to make, you know, are they going to be the same thing? So it's like, as an actor, you really just want to give them the best that you can when you're acting off of nothing. Right. And it's really, really cool to, it's a fun, it's a fun behind the scenes making of the VFX. The it's really cool. Peter sent it to all a few of us last night and I was just like, Oh my God. That's so cool. And then, you know, you see flying through the air and, you know, we had a great stunt team. They were awesome who, you know, rigged me in many different ways to make all that stuff look really believable. So, yeah. A lot uh,
2: of those lines, uh, go, go on, Peter. Oh, yeah. They just uh, wanted to mention that uh, Ashlyn was, this was the first time she flew on a cable. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. she was having, was that,
1: was that a fun experience?
0: It was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I had, I think I had more fun than I did, like, working. <laughs> like, I was just like, because, you know, there's just these two big guys, you know, and they're just, like, rigging me with this vest. And then they just hoist me. And you just kind of go. And you're just like, whoa, this is crazy. <laughs> and um, And so it was my first time flying on a cable. And I got to do it a couple of times because we had to reshoot some stuff. So I got to fly many, like I think twice I got a, well, no, because then we did some stuff in the warehouse too. Um yeah, so it it was just a very cool, cool experience as far as like doing stunt work that I have never done before. So I got to feel very empowered as a female to do that kind of yeah. I gotta feel because I don't I don't get roles like that, you know. I'm not like this like, you know, workout crazy athletic like yeah let's you know i'm not just i'm not like you know an action star and so it was really cool that peter wrote that for her and i got to play that so it was super cool yeah
1: Yeah. Uh, the the reverse of that uh when you're filming scenes like uh when you're you're in pain you're being tortured uh what's the vibe on set uh like for that and is that ever hard to do like not just physically but like uh, emotionally
0: yeah i mean i but the the vibe on art the vibe on our set was very respectful when we had to do really intense um scenes like for instance the uh it wasn't my scene but it was where um Robbie gets his tongue cut out that was one of the most tense times on set because um there was an extra his name was Evan And he played one of the doctors and Evan, you know, he worked like four or five days on the movie as a doctor because you see them multiple times. So he's the one who's doing the, you know, the (laughs) pulling of the tongue out. And I remember he was like, I, I walked on set, like they had already started filming and he was like sweating bullets. And he was like, I'm shaking. I can't be shaking. I'm a doctor. I do this all the time. And he's like being very serious. And so everybody collectively, you know, when we had to do those really tense scenes where it's like my leg getting chopped off, I'm getting hung in the air, like any, uh, you know, you know, and Augie, you know, when she slits her throat, Mm -hmm. any of that stuff, because there's so many aspects to it for the special effects team. And because we don't have a ton of takes, everybody is on point. No one is goofing off. No one is making, you know, like just doing something that they shouldn't be doing. No one's distracting the actor. Everyone is just so focused. And we just had a really awesome crew that was really respectful of everybody's work. So it was great.
2: Great. And we actually did most of this. Uh, we had to do on the first take because resetting the whole shot and cleaning everything, once we had all this blood around, it, it would take hours. Yeah. We had to be, most of the stuff we really did on the first take, you know, and the thing with Evan was, uh, it it was actually interesting because the actor, whose tongue was about, was supposed to be cut out, and I asked him, Ravi, hey, uh, can we put these pliers in your mouth and grab your tongue? And he says, sure, no problem. But Evan says, "Oh, well, I cannot do it.
0: Yeah, because Evan was so, like, he was just like, oh, my God, you know. And but Robbie then, was like, ah, you know, with the thing. <laughs> and he, it's just, it's the willingness of, you know, an yeah. actor. Yeah, and know? I don't think
1: that's something you, th- you think, you're thinking, is the other guy going to be okay with that? But you're not, you never think, is is the other guy going to be okay grabbing the tongue? You know, that's yeah. Not- well, yeah. actually, the actor made yeah. Evan.
2: If you I know, Let's do it. Do it. Yeah, let's do it. Just don't worry about my tongue. <laughs> yeah. And he was yeah. very instrumental in actually helping out with this. Uh, he's a great guy, too. Yeah. Uh, you know. So, yeah, it was very collaborative. It was an excellent collaboration. During the, the whole film, we didn't have any. We didn't have a single, actually, accident, uh, which would uh, I would remember with uh, kind of, uh, you know, bad thoughts.
0: Mm-hmm everything
1: is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Ashlyn, it's one thing, you know, uh, when you're filming the movie, but then uh, when you see the finished movie, it's all cut together and has a score and everything. It can be totally different. So what did you think when you saw the finished antidote?
0: I will tell you, I haven't watched it all the way through okay. properly on a full screen TV. I've only seen it, you know, on the computer. Right. So my initial reaction when I saw, you know, I was, I mean, because I've, you know, so much blood, sweat and tears went into it. I'm just like, oh my God, I'm so proud, you know? And then I go back and I'm like, wow, how did we do that? Like, there's some really cool trickery in there. There's some really cool camera tricks that are done in there. And just making this piece, you know, the facility look way bigger than it is. Like all of those things. I just I'm so proud of it and I am so excited for other people to see it and I'm so proud of the cast and the crew who all worked so hard to make this a great project because really everybody that was working on it wanted it to be an, a great film and you didn't have one person who was just like ah, it's just a paycheck whatever which you can get on you know if it's just somebody who's just showing up to be like ah, I'm just here to be a you know grip or whatever they were like this is really like I had, you know, PAs on set who were like, this is so cool. <laughs> like they were so like stoked about watching us make this movie and they didn't even know the full extent of like what everything was that we were doing. But um, yeah, it's, it's just really exciting when you see a film come out and it come out to the masses because an independent film, you just never know when it gets to come out. So it's just a very proud Proud moment for me and I'm super super proud of Peter and he made this awesome movie gave me a great job great gave me a really cool yeah he gave me a great role which I don't get to play characters like her very often so it's just he let me be he got he let me be a badass and I'm so grateful for it so I'm super excited for everyone to see it
1: yep Earlier you said, you know, I see a lot of horror movies, and I do, and, you know, I won't say anything bad about a lot of them, but a lot of them are uh, really kind of paint-by-numbers, kind of the same thing you see seen a lot of times, and uh, to me, that's that's pretty boring, but when something uh, interesting comes out and something unique, it's it's fun to talk about on the show and, and help people see it, and uh, I really enjoyed Antidote. It was completely different, and it kept me wanting to see where it went, because it was, uh, I didn't know exactly where it was going to go. Yeah, and it had something to say too. You know, not every movie has something to say.
0: Bravo, Peter!
1: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> did did uh, COVID affect at all uh, filming the movie and releasing the movie?
2: Uh, not really. Uh, no, we were we were right on time with this. So uh, the only thing that uh, really took a uh, very long time is uh, because we we finished the film essentially uh, in August last year. But since then, it has been stuck in distribution because the distributor wanted to really come up with a very realistic and successful distribution scheme. Uh, and uh, so I trusted him with this. Uh, so we didn't push for earlier release. We could have released this film like last year in October or November. Mm-hmm. No, but we wanted it to be released after the, the pandemic. You know, So in this sense, the pandemic kind of played a role, but it was not really because of the pandemic, but because the distributor, according to his experience, this is how it should be released, and I trusted him with that, and that's that's about all.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to make the, the interview obviously about uh, human centipede, but I do want to ask one question, Ashland, sure. and that is, uh, how is your uh, how have you how you look at the movie, uh, not like watching the movie, but how do you, how you feel about uh, human centipede? How has that changed over the years from like when you first did it to the last few years till now?
0: Oh my goodness. That's such a good question, Neil. Um, because you're one of the first people who I met when I did that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, goodness. You know, when I, when the human centipede first came out, I didn't know anything about being in this business i didn't know anything about i mean it was my first movie i was 22 when i made it i didn't know it was going to become what it did yeah. and um so it was like the first two years after the human centipede came out it was like i was on this crazy whirlwind ride of like conventions and people wanting me on their podcasts and i was going in for all these different shows and it and all these casting directors were bringing me in to basically talk to me about the movie, (laughs) it was like, I wasn't, it was, I would go in for an audition and they just want to talk about the movie. And I was like, okay, cool. I don't want to do that. I just want to work. And um, so I shied away from, you know, being dubbed the scream queen for a few years. I didn't want to be called that. I was like, Oh, I don't want to be known as the scream queen, blah, blah, blah. And as I've gotten older, I've actually really come to appreciate that term because one, I'm so grateful that I started out in horror because as you know, horror films are very open to new talent and they, you know, they'll cast you with no credits and you get to do a film where you get to portray all of the emotions, you know, in this movie, particularly antidote, I get to play uh, the whole spectrum of emotions ranging back and forth, back and forth. And it's really fun as an actor to get to do that. You know, it's not just a romantic comedy popcorn flick, you know, where I'm, you know, upset and then love, you know, it's just like, I get to be all of these different things. And I think that's something that horror really gives you as an actor. And as I've gotten older, I like the term being a scream queen because I realize not a lot of people can do it and do it convincingly and I'm not saying I'm like the best horror actress but I do think I do have something inside of me that innately is terrified and it comes across where I can portray you know fear pretty well and it really
1: comes through an antidote
0: yeah and in in a realistic way thank you thank you and in a realistic way and um that's hard to do and I I really just love the genre and I want to continue to keep working in it and, you know, we'll see what else happens and comes along. But um, as far as the human centipede, I, you know, it's been such a long time since it's came out and I've done so many other projects in between, but it will always be for, you know, not trying to be punny, but attached to me, (laughs) like it will always be attached to me. You know, it's like I'm never not going to have that movie attached to my name and that's okay. I'm okay with that um i know some actors really don't like some of the work that they've done and they don't want to be attached to it but i'm not that way about the human centipede i i'm like it was a cool project and i'm really grateful for it and that's where i'm at with it and you know i love talking to people who've seen it for the first time or they're like just heard about it because i'm like where have you been
2: (laughs) It's been around forever you know
0: but there's always new people discovering it um I will tell you on a personal level. I probably will never let my daughter watch it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, especially right now. She's one. I think you said.
0: Yeah. yeah, no, she's two and a half now. Oh, a half. oh my gosh! Yeah, she's like they grow so fast. They yeah. change. Um, yeah, so I've already made that decision where I'm just like, I'm probably not going to tell her about that till she's like way older. Yeah, just because I, 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 I
1: could see that. Yeah,
0: yeah I just don't it's want not, her hey, to. Deal. For
1: everybody, either. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't want her to come home when she's like twelve and be like, mom. I found out you were in the human centipede, you know, and then I have to explain that to her. So, yeah.
1: Uh, Where can people uh, follow antidote online or either of you personally to see, uh, you know, where the movies, uh, where they, where it's available and uh, what else you guys are up to.
0: Yeah. Um, I think the best place to follow the movie is um, on Instagram and um, we're sharing a lot of stuff on that page. It's antidote underscore movie. Um, you can also see a bunch of all the other cast members are, you know, there's little snippets of each of them listed on there. So you can see really cool, um, snippets from the movie, some really awesome stills from the movie before it comes out. Um, I can be on found on Instagram and Twitter. Same thing. My name, Ashlyn Yenny and, um, yeah. Yeah. the teasers are really nice. They're just like a little, yeah. I like I teaser. love teasers. Yeah. yeah, I love teasers because yeah. they just give you like that little bit of like, ooh, you know, and it's like, yeah, it's just and they're I always agree. like it's
1: not, you know, sometimes a trailer, uh, even if it's a good trailer stuff, so it gives too much away of the movie. And it seems kind of silly to say two minutes is too much of my time to devote. But uh, you know, some people they say if it's two or three minutes, they don't want to click on it, but if it's 30 yeah. seconds, they'll click on it. Yeah,
0: or yeah. if it's fifteen seconds and they're like what is that? And then they <laughs> want to see more, you know, that's what, again, I'm getting hooked in with that little... Oh, little... well, We're
2: going to talk uh, again, I guess, in a year or so. Yeah. You know, yeah. This, is, this is not the last movie we have made. Oh,
1: I should have asked about that if you're doing something else together. but
2: Well, not together. Well, we are going to be doing it to- together, but Ashley is going to be producing. Oh, very cool. Uh, she, is, yeah. uh, she has good talents, uh, good eye for a producer. You know, uh, mm-hmm and uh yeah we have we have a few projects on the table but immediately what i have is a short film which i'm shooting actually this month and that next things are depending on budget you know sometime in around the fall but uh, he's getting
0: itchy he's getting itchy he's (laughs) one of those filmmakers who's like i need to work (laughs) he needs to make a project so he has some really good stuff coming up um really cool uh again original concepts a short film and then a feature later in the fall that are really really exciting and a fun note is um peter made me a producer on this movie antidote which was really exciting for me it was my first producer credit on a feature film yeah and um he's then you know entrusted me again this is where like i said before it's like everyone who made this movie we all became friends and have stayed friends and you know, have wanted to continue collaborating together. And so Peter has asked me to help him produce some more projects, which is really cool to be on that side of it. Cause you know, as the actor, I'm, I, that's just one facet of film, the filming process. It's, it's very, it's a big part, but it's a small part too. (laughs) I mean, in the big scheme of like when you make a project um, so it's fun to get to be on the other side and Peter makes, Really good, co- really cool films. So I'm excited to link arms with him and do stuff. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I th- I assume uh, you were, you are were being the script supervisor uh, <laughs> on the movie probably helped his decision.
0: Always, yes. <laughs> <Very good. laughs> I think sometimes he was like, I I know I annoyed people sometimes where I was like, no, I'm not standing on the right. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I was, and I remember one moment Peter was like her memory is incredible because <laughs> I, like, I just, I just have this like laser focused when I'm. Yeah.
1: yeah. On a serious thing, though, it is sometimes hard to, to know, like, I don't want to be an- annoying, but also you want this to be good. So, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's like, also you just don't want, you don't want it to be, you know, bl- like glaring, Ooh. you know, this glaring light of like, that's not, what she was doing in like or her hair was way over here or you know it's just like that type of thing it's like you if you can correct those things on set it's the best because you only have that one moment to correct it so why not make it perfect you know yeah yeah anyways
1: very good well I'll let you guys go by the way I uh I'll cut this part but I produced my first co-produced my first feature last it was february and like it was like weeks before everything shut down so we still have to finish a couple getting some shots but hopefully in the coming year these things will actually be released
0: well congratulations i can't wait to see it
2: thank you
1: i saw the assembly cut of the movie i did before that uh last night and it was a weird experience uh watching
0: (laughs) but but it was well good well that's exciting
1: all right. Yeah, it is exciting. All right, <laughs> thanks, guys. Right. Very good. Well, this was really fun. I was glad to uh, do this.
0: Yeah, it was so nice chatting with you, Neil. I'm you so, go. I'm so grateful that you um are healthy and Thank doing you, good. Yeah. Yeah, that's really scary to go through something like that. But I'm so glad you're on the other side of it now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've lost 180 pounds. I stopped drinking. Changed my diet. I, after this, I'm gonna go walk. Five or ten miles, I walk every day. But yeah, I'm doing very good. Thank you.
0: Wow, wow. that's amazing. That's so cool.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes.
0: Yeah,
1: and it's uh, it was good to see you in a really cool movie. Thank you. Know, you. It was very nice at the conventions, and and I really dug the movie. And not just because you're both here, I really like the movie.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Neil. You're super sweet. Well, good. Tell your friends.
1: I will. What you're I going will. to? Yeah, yeah. Luckily, people watch these.
0: Yes, they do. You're very popular. I mean, you've been popular for a very, very long time. So, you know,
1: I like to hear that too. I'm going to keep that in the, in in the, you
0: are, I mean, I know you are.
1: (laughs) That'll be the the teaser for the interview.
0: (laughs) You're also just a genuinely really nice person. Like you're just, you are, I met you, I met you, I've seen you, you know, how many times over the past 12 years, you know, at certain conventions and things like that. And you're just, you're you're one of those people when you, when I see you, I'm like, Oh, I can't wait to talk to Neil, you know? Well, so.
1: you. I always feel the same way about you. Very nice. Oh, you're so
0: sweet.
2: From ancient terrors to the search for modern day conspiracies. The tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old world horror for the
0: new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. Gonna
2: die. The Tomb of Nick Cage.
0: Roughly they're coming night! Roughly they're coming night! Roughly they're coming
2: night! Roughly! Find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Tomb of Nick Cage. Ruffley.